Thank you for listening in to this podcast from Valley View Church. You have your Bibles this morning. I'd like for you to turn with me if you would. To Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1. I want to read two different versions of this verse of Scripture. Zechariah 10 and 1, New King James Version says it like this. Ask the Lord for rain. In the time of the latter rain, the Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. Same verse in the Amplified Version says it this way. Ask for rain from the Lord at the time of the spring rain. I want you to pay attention to that sentence. Ask the Lord, ask for rain from the Lord at the time of the spring rain. It is the Lord who makes the thunderclouds, and he will give them showers of rain, grass in the field to everyone. I want to share this message with you today by asking you this question. Do you need rain? Do you need rain? I'm not talking about a physical rain. When I walked out of my house this morning, it looked like it was about to rain. But I'm talking about a rain that only comes from the presence of God, from the Spirit of the Lord. I'm talking about a rain that will not just wet your body, but it will wet your spirit. It will not just wet the ground and when the sun comes out, dries away. But I'm talking about a rain that will saturate your spirit. That will soak you through and through. That as it flows in you and through you, It heals, it mends, it restores, it refreshes, it encourages, it lifts up, it brings peace, it brings joy, it brings power. It literally changes who you are in every single area of your life. So I ask you this morning, do you need rain? Father, I ask you now, that you would reach down in this room. And Lord, that you would reach out across the internet today. And God, that you would touch the hearts of people. And God, that you would minister to them where they are. And Lord, that you would allow the rain of your Holy Spirit to fill this place, allow it to fill every heart, fill every life. Lord, I pray, God, that you would allow it to saturate us, God, that it would drench us through and through, in and out. Father, that it would literally bring your peace and your power and your glory in every way in our life. Lord, for I don't know how each one here today, what they have walked through or where they've gone, what they've gone through or where they have been. But as your spirit begins to flow, it brings life. It brings joy. It brings happiness. It brings mercy. And it brings grace. And I ask you, Father, today that your mercy and your grace will be real in this house. 
that it will be real in every way. And that when we leave this room today, we will leave here knowing that we have been refreshed and we have been encouraged and we have been lifted up by your spirit and by your presence in the name of Jesus. Amen. I ask you again this morning, do you need rain? Now I want you to think about that for a moment because when you read this verse of Scripture that I share with you, it said, ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. Basically, it was saying, it's already raining, but ask the Lord for rain. Sometimes God speaks things to us that doesn't make sense. Have you ever been there? Sometimes God will speak things into our life that doesn't make any sense to us at all in that moment. Sometimes they just seem to be out of order. What God has spoken or what God is saying doesn't seem to fit maybe where we are sometimes. This text is an example of that. God says, ask for rain in the time of the latter rain. To many, in the natural, that just would not make sense. If it's already raining, why would you ask for it to rain? That doesn't make sense to most people. But let me just say it like this. That's like walking outside and standing in the pouring rain and looking up at the same time and saying, I wish it would rain today. Doesn't make sense, does it? But I want you to think about this for a moment. But in this truth that we find in this verse of Scripture, this is spiritual, and it's what God is saying to us is this. There are seasons of visitation. He is saying to us there are times of refreshing that will come when? From the presence of the Lord. There are times of visitation. There's seasons when He will visit with us. There are times of refreshing when the Spirit of the Lord will come. And I just, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I want to say this to you. You can be in the house where the Spirit of the Lord is moving, where the rain of God's glory is coming down, and you never spiritually get wet. So I believe that's what he's speaking to us here. He's talking about a latter rain, but he's saying, while the latter rain is falling, you pray for rain. The Spirit of the Lord can be falling all around you. It can be moving all around where you are, but you may feel like you're a single island in the midst of it all where nothing is happening. But it's in that moment that you have to say, Lord, as your Spirit is moving, as the rain is flowing, I ask you, God, to fill my heart and fill my spirit and fill my life with your glory. Now let me give you this. There are times when God manifests His presence, His power, and His glory to His people. There are times that God will manifest His presence and make His presence very real among His people. He will manifest His power and He will show forth how powerful He really is. And He will allow His glory to come down among His people. But I want you to hear, the only ones that will benefit from that, the only ones that will be blessed by that kind of rain, the only ones that will be blessed by the presence of God, the only ones that will be blessed by the manifestation station of his glory are those who will ask for rain in the midst of the rain.
Amen? Those that will ask for rain in the midst of the presence and the power and the glory of the Lord. In a spiritual sense, you don't get wet just because it's raining. I want somebody to hear me right here. In a spiritual sense, you don't get wet just because it's raining. You have to ask for the rain. I'm going to say it again. You can be in the house in the presence where the Spirit of the Lord is moving in a great and mighty way, and you miss what God is doing. Why? Because you did not ask for God to do it for you. So let me say it again. You don't get wet just because it's raining. you got to ask for the rain. And that's where you have to put a demand on God. You have to put a demand on the Lord. Now, notice what I said, put a demand on. You're not demanding God anything, but you're putting a demand on what God is giving. You're putting a demand on the presence of the Lord. You're putting a demand on God's glory and on God's power. What you're actually saying to the Lord is this. You're letting God know that you need the rain. You want the rain. You will not be satisfied until the rain comes into your life. You will not be happy until the rain comes into your spirit and into your spirit man. And I'm going to just stop and say this to you. I believe we're living in a time when many people have gotten to the point in the place that they're satisfied even though they haven't felt the rain in a long time. They're happy where they are. Well, I want to tell you something. If you're really hungry for God, you're never satisfied with a touch that happened five years ago or ten years ago. You continually want God to reign in your spirit and reign in your life. And I believe that's where God is drawing us to. I believe that's where God's calling us to. I believe that is what God is doing in us, is calling us to that place of hunger and thirst in the presence of the Lord. Now, let me ask you this. What is rain to you? Now think about that. What is rain to you? The rain is God's power visiting your life in whatever area or areas that are in drought, that are in lack, that are broken, or that are empty. That's what the rain is. It is the presence of God. It is the power of God visiting in your life where it is needed the most. Let me go back. If you're in drought, the rain brings freshness of joy. If you are in lack, it unlocks things in your life that are necessary. If you are broken and you are empty, it will put you back together again and it will mend and it will bind you up. The rain is God taking and I want everyone to hear this. The rain is God taking every plan, every plot, every scheme, every weapon that the devil has launched against you and turn it around for your good. The the rain is God taking every scheme the enemy has worked worked against your life and he turns it around for good and causes good things to happen in your life where the enemy meant to destroy you. Amen. I believe there's times in our life when when the enemy's trying to do something and we don't even recognize it, we don't even know it, we don't even see it because God's Spirit intervenes before it ever gets to us and we never knew that it was happening. 
Amen? But you know, there's other times that we're actually walking through it. There's other times we're actually dealing with it. And while we're in the middle of it, the Spirit of God comes in where we are, and we sense and we feel and we see and we acknowledge that God is working and that God is moving. Let me just tell you, when the rain comes, it will do whatever is necessary in your life where you are. The simplest definition of this kind of rain is this. Rain is answered prayer. When the rain of the Spirit of God begins fall and it begins to saturate the heart and the life of God's children, rain is answered prayer. But I got to tell you, you must position yourself to receive the rain. If you need answered prayer, if you need a freshness of the Spirit, if you need a new, a fresh outpouring of the Spirit of God in your life, if you need God to do new things in you, can I tell you, you have to position yourself for the rain. Now you have to listen to this very closely. It does not matter what God is doing. If you're out of position, you'll miss it. It doesn't matter how God's working or how great God is doing things in the house of the Lord. If you're not in position to receive it, everybody else around you may receive, but you may miss it. So you have to get into alignment. You have to get in position. And I'm going to give you something that's very important right here. Attitude has, to, has a lot to do with positioning. Attitude has a lot to do with what and how you receive from God. Why? Because in a spiritual sense, your attitude determines your position. Your attitude determines how you're going to line up in the presence or in the spirit of the Lord. For example, let me say this. God is manifesting his presence. His power is being manifested around you. His glory is filling the atmosphere. The spirit of the Lord is moving. The power of God is reigning. And great things are happening in the house. But if your attitude says, I don't like the worship, if your attitude says, I don't like what the preacher's preaching, if your attitude says, I'm ready to get out of here and go get something to eat, then guess what? You're out of position to receive the rain that's coming down in the house of the Lord. Why? Because your focus is on everything else other than God's glory and God's presence and the realness of His glory in your life. This is important. You may be physically in the right place, but if your attitude is wrong, you are spiritually in the wrong place. Let me give it to you this way. You can be in the right place at the right time with the right God to get the right answer. But if your attitude is all wrong, you're in the wrong place in your spirit to receive the right answer from God in that moment. But I want to just stop and tell you this morning, if you haven't already figured it out, you're in the right place at the right time with the right God to get the right answer. But listen, you may have come in under the wrong attitude. You may have come in under the wrong focus. But during the course of this service, you can get the right attitude and you can get in the right place to position yourself that God can do the right things in your life before you walk out of the house. Oh, I feel him in this room. Listen, the Bible, let me go back to that again. You may be physically in the right place, but if your attitude's not right, you're spiritually in the wrong place. The Bible said in Acts 3.19, the NIV version, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that the times of refreshing may come 
from the Lord. The same verse, Acts 3.19, the Passion Translation. And now you must repent and turn back to God so that your sins will be removed and so that times of refreshing will stream from the Lord's presence. What is he saying to us? In other words, he's saying this, repent. And when you repent, then the times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. Repent and come into alignment. And when you come into alignment, then the times of refreshing will come from God. Let me tell you why I'm here this morning. Let me tell you why I'm here as the pastor of this church. Yes, God sent me here to be a shepherd. And yes, God sent me here to preach his word. And yes, God sent me to lead and to guide and direct the people of God in his path and in his purpose. But can I tell you, I'm here to push you and to build you and to equip you and to train you and to empower you and to help you position yourself so that you might receive everything God has for your life to position you so that you can walk in his anointing and you can walk in his power and you can walk in his presence. Sometimes we just need to be nudged along, amen? Sometimes we just need to be put in the right direction. Sometimes we just need somebody to help us get turned in the right place so we can get in the right place to receive what God has for us. Sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. When you talk about coming into alignment, when you're talking about the, the, the power of God falling and, the, and being led by the Spirit of the Lord and being directed by God and these certain things happening, sometimes that makes people uncomfortable. Why? Because growth means stretching. If you're going to grow in the Lord, you have to be able to stretch. Amen? I'm learning this more every day. I'm 53 years old. I'm still learning it, Eric. I thought at one time in my life, Charles, by this time I might be at a pretty level. But I found out I think I'm learning more now than I did back when. The older I get, it seems the more I learn. The, more I, the older I get, it seems the more God's helping me to understand, James. And I want somebody to hear it again. Sometimes people get uncomfortable because when you, go, when you grow, it means you've got to stretch a little bit. Growth means change. And for you to grow in the Lord, God's got to stretch you and certain things will have to change in your life. Certain things about you may have to change. Certain things around you may have to change. People you hang out with may have to change. Certain things may have to change in your life. But can I tell you, if we really want to get to that place with God, this is a challenge we must be willing to take. If we really want the rain to saturate our heart and our spirit and to satisfy us, this is where we must come to with the Lord. Allow God to stretch you when necessary. Be ready, be ready to make the necessary changes when God opens your eyes to them. Amen? I'm going to speak for me personally for a minute. I believe in the power of the gospel. I speak for me personally. I believe when I line myself up with the Word of God that the blessings of God will rain on me. Amen? I believe that when I line myself up with the Word of God that the blessings of God will come like rain. 
If you want God's Spirit to reign on you, line up with the Word of God. If you want the blessings of the Lord to be real in your life, line up with the Word of God. You can't line up with the world and expect the blessings of God to fall on you. Amen? I said you can't line up with the world and expect the blessings of God to fall on you. you got to line up with the Word of God. And when you line up with the Word of God, then the blessings of the Lord will come upon your life. And I like the way it said it there, like rain. Amen? And let me just tell you what I believe about where we are. Well, I believe where we are in the church. But I believe where we are in this church. And what I believe where we are in the church world, God's church, if you will. I believe we're entering a season of divine presence. And I sincerely mean that. I believe we're entering a season of divine presence with God. I believe we're entering a season of the miraculous. I believe that we're about to see miracles that we've never seen before. I believe we're about to see things that we've only dreamed of seeing, that we only thought of seeing. But let me also tell you, I believe they're going to happen in moments when we least expect them. I believe they're going to happen in moments when we may be least likely looking for them. I believe we're entering a season of divine purpose. Amen? What does that mean, Pastor? That we're about to fulfill the divine purpose of God for the church and for our own individual life. I believe we're entering a season of revelation. I want you to hear this. I believe we're entering a season of revelation where God is going to open our eyes to things, where our spirit is going to be enlightened to things, where that we're going to see things differently than the way we've seen things before, and we're going to understand things differently than what we've understood them before. But here's the reality. As God begins to bring revelation to us and through us, we have to be willing to walk with him in that revelation and fulfill what he is revealing to us or fulfill what his purpose is through what he is sharing in our life. Amen? So we're, we're entering a season of revelation. And then lastly, I believe we're entering a season of divine prosperity. I firmly believe that. I believe we're entering a season when God is about to bless his people beyond anything they've imagined. I'm talking about his people. I'm not just talking about a people. I'm talking about his people. God's getting ready to bless his, or God is about to bless his people in ways that we never thought, dreamed, or imagined. Amen? Because I firmly believe that Jesus is about to step out on the clouds of glory. And if that is the case, I believe we're about to see a revival like we've never seen before, and it's going to happen in the spiritual, it's going to happen in the physical, it's going to happen in the financial, it's going to happen in all different areas of our life, but it's going to be a revival of the presence of God among the people of the Lord. And I firmly believe that we, are, we have entered into, we're not just entering into, but we have entered into that season. How do you know that, Pastor? There's been a major shift in the spiritual climate. I said, there's been a major shift in the spiritual climate. I don't know what climate you're living in, but the climate I'm living in, ain't been a major spiritual shift taking place in the spiritual climate I'm living in. I want you to hear me. We must know where we are in the spirit. If there's been a major shift in the spiritual climate, we must know where we are in the spirit. I want to say this to you. It's not where you were 20 years ago, but it's where you are right now. 
How many times have I heard people say, well, boy, back this many years ago and back during this time, man, I was on fire for God. God was doing this. God, listen to me. It's not where you were then. It's where you are right now. You got to know where you are in the spirit of the Lord. And I'm going to just say this while I'm here. If you know where you are in the spirit of God and you're not happy where you are in the spirit of God, you're not satisfied where you are in the spirit of God, you got to do something about it about it. You got to get in and ask for the rain that the glory of God may come upon your life once more and fill you through and through so that you may have that personal revival that God is sending to you. Somebody hear this pastor this morning. We must know where we are in the spirit. Why? So we can position ourselves for what is coming next. You got to know where you are in the spirit so you can know what is coming next. It is called spiritual radar, if you will, a spiritual radar system. I want to give you a little example here, and I want you to hear it close. Often we hear James Spann and James Paul Dice. I like to watch those two with weather. And often we hear them on TV telling us that the radar has detected a major storm heading our way. And we'll hear them say things like this, with potential of producing strong winds, large hail, dangerous lightning, heavy amounts of rain. We hear them saying these things. And why do they say that to us in those moments? This is to help us prepare for what's coming. This is to help us get ready for what's coming. In other words, so we can get out of its path, so we can get in our storm shelter, so we can get away from the path of destruction that may be coming our way. Well, I want you to hear me. But in what I shared with you this morning, when we start praying for the rain, but in this case, in the spirit realm, the advanced notification is to prepare us for what is coming. Why? So that we can get directly in the path of what is coming our way. Amen? In the natural, in the physical as we know it, we hear the weatherman and we start making preparation. We start getting the storm shelters ready and we start preparing ourselves, finding the place in the house where you go get in the corner somewhere and you hunker down and you, you hold on until the storm passes over. Well, I want to just tell you in the spirit realm, it doesn't work that way. God gives you advance notice through his word and through his spirit and by his power, he gives you advance notice. Why? So that you can get in direct line of the path of the storm and you can get right in where the rain is going to fall and the glory is going to come and the anointing of God is going to be poured out. Amen? So that you can make arrangements so that nothing will get in the way of the rain soaking you inside and out. You get advance notice by the Spirit of God so you can make preparation and get every hindrance out of your life so when the rain comes, you're ready. When the rain comes, you're prepared. It means you need to get rid of anything that would get between you and the rain. Somebody hear this preacher. Advanced notice comes by the Spirit of the Lord, by the Word of God, to help you get rid of anything that would stand between you and the reign of God's Spirit upon your life. Things like resentment. Getting rid of things like self-pity. Things like unforgiveness, anger, and frustration. Jealousy, lust. Deception, pride. Getting rid of things like stubbornness, 
I don't know if anybody ever preaches on stubbornness, but I might ever preach a sermon on that sometime. But getting rid of things like stubbornness, getting rid of things like rebellion, here's the final one for you, getting rid of things like gossip, talking when we ought not to be talking, amen, speaking when we don't know what we're talking about. Maybe I need to leave that one alone. But giving us advance notice that we can deal with these certain things in our life so that we can get every hindrance out of the way so when the rain starts falling and the rain starts coming, we can get under the spout, as the old saying says, where the glory comes out and we can get drenched by the Spirit and the presence of the Lord. Why do we need to deal with these things? Why? The rain is coming. And I want to say this to everybody in this church. The rain is coming. You better get ready. The rain is coming. You better get ready. The rain is coming. You better get ready. I don't care what's happening in our world. I don't care what's happening in politics. I don't care what's happening in governmental realms. I don't care what's happening around us. You better get ready. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. The rain is coming. Oh, give the Lord a hand in here. The rain is coming. We have a window of time. We have to seize the day. We have to seize the moment. I want you to get this. We have a window of time, Kevin. We have to seize the day. We have to seize the moment we've been given. We must, and listen, let me tell you this. We must become more spiritually aggressive than we have ever been before. When it comes to spiritual things, you need to throw past your passiveness out the window. You may be the kind of person you're so passive, you let this one do this, 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 but when it comes to spiritual things, you better throw that passiveness out the window and you better press in and get aggressive and say, hey, what's mine is mine and I'm coming to get mine and there's nothing and nobody going to stand in my way. Amen? We must be more committed to obeying the Word of God. Not just obeying it when it feels right. Not just obeying it when it seems right. Not just obeying it when we want to. But being committed to obeying the Word of God always. We must pray more aggressively. What are we doing? We're preparing ourselves for the rain. What are we doing? We're getting ready for the window of time. We're getting ready to seize the day. We're getting ready to seize the moment. we got to pray more aggressively. We must worship more aggressively. You know what that means? That means you get real in your worship. Not just playing around with your worship, not just casually getting in, not just casually doing this or doing this, but getting real in your worship. And here's one for you. To get ready for the moment, to get ready to seize the day, to get ready for the rain, we must give more aggressively. Somebody said, well, what does that one have to do with the outpouring of the Spirit of God? Let me tell you this. You cannot receive a harvest if you don't sow. 
You can't get an outpouring of the Spirit of God if you ain't poured some, put something in. You can't receive an overflow of the Spirit of God unless you've sown in somewhere. And I want to just say here, we're talking about, yes, monetary means, where you give and you pay your tithe and you give your gifts to the Lord and you're, you're, you're real with God. But it's not just that. It's giving of yourself. It's giving of your means. It's giving of your talents. It's giving of your time. It's giving of all of who you are. Amen? We have to give more aggressively. Now, the world, listen, the world doesn't understand what's happening when the rain's falling. The world doesn't understand what I'm talking about when I talk about this latter rain of the Spirit of God. The world doesn't understand that. But let me tell you what it is. It's called mercy and grace. When the latter rain is falling and the latter rain's coming, it's called mercy and grace. It is the God of heaven answering the prayers of his people. It is the God of heaven giving us one more chance to bring in the harvest before the night falls. When the mercy and the grace of God is raining down, he's bringing answers to prayer, but he's also allowing us to reach out to a hurting world one more time. Jesus said in John 9 and 4, the New Living Translation, we must, we must quickly carry out the task assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. John 9 and 4 New King James, I must work the works of him who has sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. In the text that I read to you and I want you to listen to me. In Zechariah chapter 10, verse 1 through verse 10, I only read verse 1 earlier. But as you read through verse number 10, you'll find here that God is reinforcing his love and his commitment to his people. You'll find that God reinforces his love and how committed he is to those that he loves. He says in that passage, he will bless his people. He said he will restore them. He said they will be like mighty warriors who tread down their enemies in the street. He says joy will be restored unto them. He says this joy will be so great and so impacting that children will see it and be glad and rejoice in the Lord. I like that. Let the joy of the Lord be so impactful that it affects our children and causes them to want to rejoice in God. He says, where they have suffered loss, where they have suffered loss, increase shall return. I want to say this to somebody in this room. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because there's probably not a person in this room that at some place or some area of your life have not suffered loss somewhere along the way. But he's saying to us, his people, increase is going to return to your life. You may have suffered loss somewhere, but increase from God is going to return to your life. And can I tell you, this all comes under the category of the rain, if you will. It comes from the refreshing. It comes from the blessing. It comes from the prosperity of God's Spirit upon your life. But I want to go back to what we originally started with. It comes from the rain of God's Spirit when the rain comes upon you. Amen. Please hear me right here. The atmosphere has shifted.
I'm going to try to say this calmly because I want you to hear it. The atmosphere has shifted. The heavens are filled with rain. The atmosphere has shifted, and the heavens are filled with rain. But here's the reality. If the heavens are filled with rain, what does that leave me, Pastor? It means you have to ask for it. It means you have to ask God. You have to call upon the name of the Lord. This may, And I want to say this to you. This may be the last outpouring that you will ever have the opportunity to see. I won't mess nobody up in this room, but don't you hear that? This may be the last outpouring that you will ever have the opportunity to see. Or more specifically, it may be the last outpouring that you will ever be a part of. What are you saying, Pastor? Hear this very clearly. Every generation is given an opportunity to take hold of God and experience genuine revival. Every generation is given that opportunity. But here's the deal. It is up to us whether we get it or whether we don't. So you may not have this opportunity again. You may not have this time again. So let me ask you, are we going to ask for the rain? Are we going to let it pass us by? Are we going to ask for the rain? Are we going to let it pass over and let God take it to somebody else or somewhere else? I can't speak for anybody else but me in this room, but all I can say is for me is this. I want to get right underneath where the rain is coming down. I want to get directly in the path like I was talking about earlier. I've done gotten plenty of advance notice, Robert, that it's coming. I've done gotten plenty of advance notice that it's going to happen. I want to get directly in the path of the outpouring of the Spirit of God, and I don't want to miss anything in my life. I want to ask everyone in this room and those of you that may be watching online, I want to ask you this this morning. Do you seriously want to see spiritual drought broken in this nation? Think about it for a minute. Do you seriously want to see spiritual drought broken in our state? Do you seriously want to see spiritual drought broken in our community? Do you seriously want to see spiritual drought broken in your home? Do you seriously want to see spiritual drought broken in your own personal life? If you are at that place, if so, will you, we must ask for rain. Won't you stand at your feet all across this room? If so, we must ask for for rain. I feel like maybe there's been some in this room this morning that thought, well, well, this message hasn't been for me. Oh, yes, it has. This word has been directed to everyone who has listened from wherever you've listened this morning. Let me tell you why. I don't care where you're walking at right now. It's time to ask for rain. I don't care if the Spirit of God's been falling all over you and been pouring out all over you every day this last week. It's time to ask for rain. 
It's time to pray for God to send a fresh anointing and a fresh outpouring upon your life wherever you are. You may be a child of God. You may not be. But I want to say this to you. If you ask God to pour out the rain, he'll bring saving grace into your life. He'll show his mercy in your life. He'll show his mercy in your heart. Can I tell you there's joy in the rain? I want somebody to listen to me right now. There's recovery in the rain. I like this one. There is dancing in the rain. There's freedom in the rain. There's peace in the rain. There's mercy in the rain. There's grace in the rain. There's fulfillment in the rain. And there's revelation in the rain. Let me just stop here for a minute. There's somebody in this room, and I feel like there's more than one. There's some areas of your life that seem like they've never been fulfilled. You seem to be happy. You seem like everything's going good. You seem like everything's well in your life. But the reality is there's certain things about your life where there's never been fulfillment. And there's empty places that are voids in your life. That without saying it to anyone or maybe nobody else knowing, you're so hungry for them to be filled. You desperately need that fulfillment so you can be at peace in your life. But everything else you've tried, everything else you've looked to, everything else you've gone to, nothing's worked. But to those that are around you, you seem happy. To those that are around you, you seem like everything's okay. But when you lay your head on the pillow at night and you close your eyes, there's nobody knowing what's happening but you and God. I'm talking to sometimes somebody. Sometimes you're afraid to go to sleep because you're afraid the rapture is going to take place before you get up. Sometimes you're afraid to go to sleep because of the emptiness, empty places in your life. But God sent me by to tell you this morning there's fulfillment in the rain. There's recovery in the rain. There's revelation in the rain. There's mercy in the rain. There's grace in the rain. Whatever you need is in the rain. What are you saying? Everything God has promised us in this book, everything God has said in this book, when His Spirit begins to rain, fulfillment of the Word of God begins to take place. From salvation to healing to deliverance to miracles to power to glory to whatever it is in your life that is necessary and that is needful, when the rain begins to pour down upon you, everything God promised can and will be fulfilled. So I'm going to back up here just for a moment. I want to say this to you. If you need joy, if you need recovery, 
If you just want to dance in the rain of the Spirit of the Lord, if you want freedom, if you want peace, if you want mercy, if you want grace, if you want fulfillment, if you want revelation from God, hear me. If you're ready to be soaked in the rain of God and this is your heart's cry, I want you to get out of your seat where you are right now. Make your way down to the front of this room, all over this house, all over this house. Everything I've said to you, everything I've spoke to you, everything I've mentioned to you, everything I've declared to you. If you want peace, get out here. If you want mercy, get out here. If you want grace, get out here. If you want fulfillment, get out here. If you need recovery, come down here. Whatever you need from God. I didn't throw this one in there, but if you need healing, get out here. Everything you need is in the rain. And I'm just going to be real with you for a moment. We need to let God give us a good old-fashioned soaking. We need to be saturated. We need to be drenched in the Spirit of the Lord. God, I feel your presence so strong and so mighty in this room. I feel your glory, Lord, in such a powerful way in this house. Lord, the rain is falling. The rain is coming, Lord. And as the rain is falling upon us this day, Father, I'm asking you, Lord, to satisfy and to meet the need of every man, woman, boy, and girl who has gathered around this altar, who is in this room, that will open up their heart and open up their mind and open up their soul and open up their life unto you today. I want to go back to the original question. I know the altar is full, but I want to go back to the original question. Do you need the rain? 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 The altar is full, but I'm going to ask you one more time. Do you need the rain?